The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. Searching for something to put a smile back on your face. Just remembering unusual times that can come from an unusual place. You need a partner for the ride, cause everybody needs a climb. So set your worries to the side. Shit 90 Shows Taught Me was not filmed before a live studio audience. Welcome back to Shit 90 Shows Taught Me. I'm Jess Sterling here with my co-host, Sarah Ferguson. Sarah, how are you? Jess, grab the best tree star you can find and go to your favorite depression hole because I'm ready to recap The Land Before Time. (laughs) Yes, as we know, Sarah is famously um, against, she's anti-dinosaur, uh, she doesn't like talking about dinosaurs. She doesn't understand their magnificence. So obviously we had to talk about the land before time. Yeah, I'm ready to <laughs> like clear the air and dispute this rumor that has been put on me. So I'm ready to um, to let go of this, this uh, defamation against me. <laughs> yes. So I felt like Knowing that Sarah is not the hugest fan of dinosaurs, I had to pull in a, a guest who is a huge dinosaur fan. Um, and I couldn't think of a better person to have on with us to to break the uh, the actual trend of us doing 90s movies. Hint, hint, this is pre just ever so slightly pre-90s, but we made an exception to cover it. Um, because we love this guest so much, Lindsay Wilson, welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much. I'm so excited to be here. I felt like I was going to come in super hot with like a lot of opinions about things that we need to clear up about these bad dinosaur takes that I heard ahead of time. But then you guys were very accommodating when I needed to reschedule this podcast. So 
uh, <laughs> it's been a real roller coaster over here. <laughs> uh, yeah, so this movie, I mean, funnily enough, I, I remember this movie from my childhood. Um, and I remember actually, like, the, the Great Valley Adventure, which is the, the sequel, the 1994 movie, is probably closer to the one that I remember more. Um, but the original still holds a special place in my heart. Uh, and rewatching it, shockingly very short movie, like an hour, nine minutes. Wild all, that it's so short. All movies should be this short. 100%. I think that, yeah, I think all movies should be an hour and nine minutes. I think it was a perfect length, especially for this movie. Yeah, no, it was perfect. I remember this movie very, very well. I have seen it a billion times. I have also seen most of the sequels. I don't know if that's true. There are like a thousand sequels. There are like 12 or 13 <laughs> sequels to this movie. And they're all like obviously direct to, to D- or excuse me, VHS, DVD, <laughs> whatever they're making at the time. Um, besides this one, this was the only like box office hit of, of all of them. And yeah, I completely agree. Like I've seen this movie. I definitely had the VHS as a kid. I've seen it a million times. Um, and it was really fun to revisit with the different characters. If you do want to watch this movie before you listen to the podcast hurry up and get on over to netflix it is leaving netflix the end of june um who knew perfect timing for us to cover it honestly oh wow that's crazy look Mm -hmm. at that such great timing yes Yes. (laughs) sorry you only have an hour Run to your televisions, people. (laughs) Um, But yeah, we're here talking about The Land Before Time. Sarah, did you watch this movie a lot as a child or no? I've definitely seen this movie before. Um, I mean, this is not going to help my case in defending my like for (laughs) dinosaurs, but I've seen it before. I don't think it was on repeat like constantly, but I've definitely seen it before. And I cannot recall any of the sequels at all. Like, I can't even give you a basic plot point in any of the sequels. All 30. There is um, one but, sequel that has, like, there's a baby T-Rex that they want that's to befriend. The sec- that's the very sequel. Yeah, the Great Valley Adventure is the one with Chomper. Yes. Who's so the T-Rex. So I've seen probably, like, the third one and the fourth one more than that because I remember that Blockbuster always had a hard time keeping the second one in stock. So I feel like I was, like, missing that one for a while. Oh, really? Because yeah. everybody wanted to watch it? I guess so, yeah. It was Interesting. M- much, like, much like Mary-Kate and Ashley, the ballet party one, uh, that one was also never <laughs> available at blockbuster so i like to imagine like all of the like little kids in your neighborhood are like cr- like just like knocking each other out of the way just to <laughs> land before time we have to get to the second one i don't um, know what other stories need to be told about this crop of dinosaurs though like why do they need 13 sequels well because what happens once they get to the the uh, great valley like we need to know what, a lot like, of why do we need to know? <laughs> why do we need to know? They're with their families. Spoiler alert for our <laughs> later in the podcast. But they're with their families. Like, what else do we need to know about their lives? They never grow up. It's not like we get to see, like, their kids or anything. So, like, why do I care about, like, their child adventures? Sarah, did no one tell you that the last one ends with the extinction of the dinosaurs? Is that true? <laughs> 
That's not right. Wait, hold on. Is the show Dinosaurs, like the creepy one, is that actually like the epilogue? Like, is that their future? Yes. Jurassic Park is actually the unknown sequel to this. this Oh, so all dinosaur movies are within the same universe. Yeah. No one ever mentioned that uh, the Great Valley is actually Jurassic Park Island. That T Rex is Chopper. An adult chomper, yes. yes. Um, so yeah, let's let's get into it. Uh, this movie, I didn't even realize once I started looking at the people involved in this movie, it was kind of wild to me. Um, it's directed and produced by Don Bluth. If you don't know him, he he's like a really big guy in the '80s for like being a film director, animator, all of that. Uh, the Secret of Nim, An American Tale, All Dogs Go to Heaven, Anastasia. Like his credentials are pretty insane. He's big into movies that make you sad. Yes. All Dogs Go to Heaven is like truly, truly brutal to watch as a kid. Yeah. Yeah. I think somebody suggested us to watch that. I'm like, do you want me to just cry on a podcast for an hour? Yeah. These are the reasons I would never recap Homeward Bound because emotionally I am not in a state to watch that film. Oh, my God. True. And Winston. Oh, God. I all I think of is Shadow in the Mud Pit mm-hmm. and just like Shadow, like oh my god, it's truly heartbreaking. Peter. Um, <laughs> so this guy, this guy is a big name, and he used to work for Walt Disney uh, Productions, and then he eventually like split off from them, and that's when he kind of went out on his own. And this was one of the first movies he he made on his own. Um, also included in the list of people involved in this movie, George Lucas and Steven Spielberg. Steven Spielberg, yeah. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, strangely, did not have not seen any Land Before Time posters in Dawson Leary's bedroom, <laughs> but I'm sure that it's somewhere within there. You think he'd be a big fan of the Land Before Time because, like, he's the right age for it as well, right? Like, it came out in '88, yeah. and uh, Dawson's Creek is in the '90s. So you think he would have seen that film? You know what? It might be one of the posters that's like hidden in his closet that he's like a little bit embarrassed to like yeah. show off. You know? Yeah, it's it's there. I'm sure. I'm. Sure. Sure, I'm sure Dawson loved a land before time. He was probably a Spike fan. <laughs> it's certainly possible. Um, but yeah, the names, the names on this list of people involved is is quite crazy when you look back at it. Um, but yeah, this this movie came out in 1988. They had a ton of sequels to it. Um, surprisingly, like the the voice actors involved aren't like the biggest names. Um, and we'll get into it, but like I really didn't recognize any of these names for being in anything in the future. Lindsay, what about you? Did you recognize anybody in this film? So I mean, only in the sense that, like, I've spent a good amount of time reading about the Ducky voice actress. Oh, yeah. uh, Which is probably what you meant when you said we'll get into that further. I feel like maybe we should just, like, stop down on that right now. What do you think? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Let's get into Judith Barzi, who voices Ducky and kind of, I mean, I feel like anybody who's watched Land Before Time is at least somewhat familiar with her story. Um, And the fact that she, you know, I think she was 10 years old when she uh, voice acted for Ducky. And unfortunately, uh, she was not alive to see the premiere of the of the film. I think it was. So she definitely did all dogs go to heaven as well. I think it was after she did that that she died. 
Yeah, so she she finished that movie, and then um, the unfortunate backstory with her is that her so I think she was a a child of um, immigrants, and unfortunately, her father not only took her life and her mother's life, but then he took his own life after the fact. Um, so really sad story. She like, and apparently she even said that you know this was like her favorite film to do. And Mm -hmm. it's really sad to even think, I mean, obviously, so young, a really tragic story. She couldn't even go to like the premiere or anything like that. Just, you know, and I feel like of all the voice actors in this film, Ducky is the one that really does stand out to me in that just the voice is so iconic, you know? Yeah. And apparently the crew was like super into how great she was. And I guess she was just like super talented. And a lot of the lines that were going to go to other characters eventually got shifted over to her just because she was so good. And they were like, let's just give her as much screen time as possible. So very sad. Mm hmm. And I believe, correct me if I'm wrong, but on her tombstone, it even has like the famous like, yep, 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 oh, I didn't uh, know that. that Ducky <laughs> says. Yeah. yeah. Um, so really, really tragic. She she was she probably would have been the most famous name mm-hmm. on this list if she had been able to continue her career, because all like you said, all dogs go to heaven. She was jo- in Jaws, apparently, um, Land Before Time. Like she was in a ton of stuff, uh, really really setting herself up to be a, a famous child actor so i just googled all dogs go to heaven and the top suggestion is is it true that all dogs go to heaven <laughs> <laughs> we must know breaking story oh, such, a, such a charming question <laughs> Um, so yeah, so we have Ducky obviously is one of the, the main characters and we'll get into, to ranking these characters. I know Sarah has some, some spicy hot takes on her Ooh. rankings. So. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I have opinions. <laughs> um, we have Pat Hingle who plays the narrator slash a character called Ruder, um, who kind of is almost like plays therapist to Littlefoot in um, his time of need. Uh, Gabriel Damon plays Littlefoot as a child. I would have bet so much money that Littlefoot was a girl. I did not remember <laughs> Littlefoot being a boy. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah, not that it matters, but I just, I remembered things so differently. Is it the lashes? Because he probably uses like four different mascaras for his lashes. <laughs> That's how it voluminous they be. are. Beautiful that eyes. is also something funny I noticed in like uh, old school animation is it's like if a character has long eyelashes and flutters them a lot, that means they're probably a girl character. Like Ducky was the only one of her kind that had these like ginormous fluttery <laughs> eyelashes. Yeah, yeah, oh, maybe even Ducky's the one that uses the four mascaras. <laughs> So um, we had Sarah, um, Petrie, and then Spike, of course, who like really doesn't talk, but he's there. Um, he's Ducky's BFF. Mm-hmm. Uh, going on a wild adventure to be reunited with their families in the Great Valley after quite some unfortunate circumstances uh, befall them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, let's just get it out in the open. Littlefoot's a murderer. <laughs> um, okay, tell me your rationale behind calling Littlefoot Because a if Littlefoot just stayed where he was supposed to stay, then his mom wouldn't have died. But he had to fuck around. <laughs> right, but like, how is Sarah not involved in any of that? How She's is she an not accomplice. In- She's an accomplice. Heavily implicated. But, yeah, no, like, Sarah was just like, chilling though, like... Okay, do I should I say it now too? Like Sarah and her family are straight up like racist. Like 
Yeah. So they're they're just trying to mind their own business. They don't want to hang out with any other type. So, but Littlefoot had to be insistent, be like up Sarah's butt, being like, "Hey, play with me." Three horns never play with long necks. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, racist. Yeah. Seriously, <laughs> like, some of the things is. that they were saying, I was like, "Oh, oh no, that's just." I, and that's the thing is, I feel like it's really hard to ever root for Sarah throughout most of the film, if not the entire film. Well, she just wants to be left alone and nobody respects that. How about that? What about being independent and appreciating people for what they want in life? She knows what she wants. She wants to be left alone. She doesn't want to hang out with this gang of losers. She'd be dead as shit if she if they left her alone, though. Yeah. Oh, 100%. She was the one who was like, oh, it's definitely this way. Goes off in the wrong direction. Mm-hmm. She, like, wants to sleep alone. And then when everybody leaves her to cuddle up on Littlefoot, she's, like, freezing cold. It's like they're baby dinosaurs. They need to protect each other. But she just doesn't get it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. I guess. I suppose so. Not the worst, <laughs> but whatever. Um, Baby ducky, adorable. Baby, baby ducky, like the littlest ducky when they all hatch. Mm-hmm. Ducky's adorable. the only redeemable one. <laughs> <laughs> I, I love ducky for like the fun and excitement that she brings to the group. Like she's certainly the most fun out of all of them. Right. Like mm-hmm. Littlefoot can be a bit of like a Debbie Downer. Um, <laughs> and like obviously Spike doesn't say much. Petrie like I mean we'll get into it. I don't really understand if he's also a baby or not because we don't see him hatch like we see the others yeah, hatch. She reunited with his mom at the end. And she's like you're That's back. true. <laughs> You know, he has to be a baby, right? Because yeah, if he wasn't a baby, yet. he would already be able to fly. Yeah. yeah. But why do we see all of the other ones hatch? Like, no, he's 35 years old. Oh, my God. <laughs> so, incidentally, Jessica Sterling, <laughs> I was listening to the community podcast, and I distinctly mm-hmm. heard you say, Petrie is also annoying. And I was shocked and because appalled. And I was like, well, can't go on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Petrie, like, I don't know what it is. Because I remembered liking Petrie more than I ended up liking him on my rewatch. Um, like, I just feel like he's very much, um, like, all about himself. <laughs> like, he doesn't really care all that much about any of the other characters. I and I prefer for this slander against Petrie. <laughs> I simply cannot abide it. <laughs> I also don't understand. And like I feel like the film does a disservice to Petrie because we get to see Littlefoot hatch, Ducky hatch, Spike hatch, Sarah hatch, and yet Petrie, we see these other this other random flying creature I originally thought was Petrie, and then they get the berries and stuff. Yeah. I thought mm-hmm. that was Petrie for a hot second because we got to see him hatch. Why didn't we get to see Petrie hatch? No, okay, Petrie, that's like those are like Petrie's little brothers and sisters. No, it's a completely different a dinosaur. Different family. It's a oh, different like flying dinosaur. Te- Oh, so are we going to be educational here and discuss like what kind of dinosaurs each yeah, of these dinosaurs I have it, are? I have it I pulled up. So, okay. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Petrie is obviously like similar to a, I, what I found says it's a pterodon, which I guess is close enough to a pterodactyl. Pteranodon. Pteranodon? Wow. Okay, What's the that's difference? I think it's the same thing as pterodactyl. I think it's just like an updated name. Kind of like how for it's, a while Brontosaurus went away and then it came back. Like, right, right. So it's still like a flying dinosaur, essentially. Yeah. They're very close to birds. Have you ever heard of a guinea fowl? Yeah. Yeah, they're very hand. aggressive. Yeah. Why are we bringing, why are you talking about guinea fowl? Are they similar? birds are the closest thing that we have to dinosaurs. Oh, I see, I see. So 
birds are basically dinosaurs from what I I know. Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. I guess that tracks. Yeah. So I'm just basically saying. Basically like large chickens. Um, yeah. The only one I didn't recognize on this list in terms of like what animals they are. Ducky is a Sorolophus. Yeah, I know I've seen them, um, especially, like, I feel like they're in Jurassic Park. Like, I feel like Ducky is the one who looks the most different than what she's eventually going to look like as an adult dinosaur. True. Um, So she's a bit harder to recognize. Um, We have Spike, who's obviously a Stegosaurus. Um, Obviously. I don't know any of this shit. Obviously. A Stegosaurus is probably one of, like, I feel like if you had to, Sarah, if you had to list five dinosaurs, like, five types of dinosaurs... Like what were the what are the ones that like come to your mind if you had to list them? Oh fuck! <laughs> <laughs> you know some basic. Okay, ones. okay, hold on, hold on. Okay, okay. Um, a a brontosaurus, which I I do know, like they took that away, but does it count now? Yeah, yeah. I think they brought it back because they were like, okay. uh, there's no such thing. It's as a like fashion; anymore. everything eventually yeah. comes back. Okay, I mean, I don't know. <laughs> That's, it's almost like Pluto, actually. I think that's like a better comparison. But scientists just like to take things away for okay. a while and then give them back. To okay, us. Uh, Brontosaurus, a T Rex, a, Velo- a Velociraptor, nice, a Stegosaurus. Is that is? Did you? Yeah, that's that what Spike is. Okay, I. It's just because you said that name. <laughs> Sarah, did um, you not watch as a? 90s show podcaster did you not watch the original power rangers like when i hear stegosaurus all i hear is like stegosaurus i did watch power rangers but i was more involved in like the fashion of it (laughs) she's like pink power rangers the cutest actually no i like the yellow one Mm -hmm. um okay but saber tooth tiger i think (laughs) i literally like i'm like a pterodactyl but like i literally aside from that i don't think i know any other well you know triceratops right oh i forgot that one yeah because like sarah is that's the weird thing right sarah is named after a triceratops but she's not actually a triceratops what do you mean what is she like this so triceratops have um other horns like on like i think around like where their eyebrows are she's that definitely Sarah a triceratops her dad has thing. them <laughs> i think she's supposed to be one but like anatomically she's really Sis, not is it not like a moose like female moose don't have horns Plus, I or think like she just deer. hasn't grown them all the way in yeah Three maybe horns. she just hasn't grown them yeah. it's um, yeah it's like deer like baby deer don't have like horns like they have to grow up into big deer <laughs> But She's female little deers don't have horns either. Yeah. yeah. Well, it definitely was. Their intention was to make her a triceratops for sure, because her name is Sarah. Yeah. So thank like, goodness you're not on. a scientist. But thank <laughs> goodness I'm not a scientist. I'm just telling you that, like, an anatomy wise, she doesn't have all of the things she should because have. Because she's a baby. She's well, got a little okay. horn nubbins. That's like, hey, you horn, female horn child, nubbins, you don't yeah. have boobs yet. Therefore, you're not a female. <laughs> it's like, no, she has to grow up. <laughs> Oh, my God. I mean, I don't know. I've never seen a baby dinosaur, so I can't tell you if they're supposed to have horns or not. We may never know. (laughs) Yeah, her dad Um, definitely has some alarming looking horns. And to that end, I think like this movie is actually scarier than I thought. (laughs) It's very scary. I think so, too. The T-Rex, first of all, is Mm. pretty frightening. Mm -hmm. Um, Also, Sarah's dad is frightening. (laughs) Yeah. Yes. Well, I mean, Sarah's dad's the equivalent to like a southern man with a gun in front of his front yard. Like he's like, yo, like people get off my lawn, I'll shoot you. Like, yeah, 
three horns only. Well, what's funny is that, like, this movie was already fairly intense. We have, like, Littlefoot's mom's death scene, which is, like, I mean, kind of, to me, very similar to, like, a Lion King Mufasa situation. Um, And then we have the the horrifying T-Rex, who, like, comes back twice. Mm -hmm. Like, very scary. Um, And apparently, it was even more intense and more dark until they cut parts out. Like, it was supposed to be even longer. And that's probably why it ends up being such a short film, because they cut so much material. But apparently, Spielberg was the one that went to Don Bluth and was like, "Um, we're going to have children, like, crying. (laughs) So I think we need to make some cuts. What was on the cutting room floor? Do you know anything? Um, So apparently, it's 19 scenes, which is a lot. Uh, 10 minutes of footage, mostly involving the T-Rex, oh, um, with, like, the characters in distress. Um, and apparently Bluth was, like, very upset about this. And he has his own personal copy that has the entire thing, which I'd love to see the director's cut. Yeah, yeah that, that makes sense. Because if you Google Land Before Time, it says it's supposed to be, like, an hour and a half. Yeah. Um, but that's different. Hmm. Yeah, my sister showed this movie to her kid, I think, trying to think like, oh, when I was a kid, I love this movie. She showed it to him and he was only like two at the time. And she was like, I think I may have made a mistake because he was like, he was like, big dinosaur, get me. (laughs) Like, oh, God. Yeah, I feel like it's one of those things when you're like all these like fond nostalgia memories that we all have, like you need to like rewatch these movies before you show them to kids. Mm, Because it's just like, I don't remember being traumatized by this, but my gosh, in another world, I totally could have been. Yeah, like I was scared of everything when I was a child. And for some reason, I love this movie. So, don't know. Yeah, apparently the T Rex stuff didn't bother me as much as you know some kids, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> um. But yeah, so they go in search of the great, uh, the Great Valley. After, uh, I, I assume it's like a some type of like. Well, the T Rex is there, and then there's like some type of like earthquake or something that separates them. Where I the think land the, is like the tectonic plates separated. So, mm, like, this it. is what happens. It's like if you chase after frogs and pop bubbles, <laughs> then literally a natural disaster, like a natural, like, like earthly plates will separate. <laughs> there will be a natural disaster. <laughs> like, so don't chase frogs is essentially what I'm getting from this. The ground will literally open up and swallow everyone you love. (laughs) Yeah, so much so like, you know, like one side of the land collapses, the other one rises. And if this is what was happening on like the daily back (laughs) in dinosaur times, like thank goodness that I wasn't around because I would not be able to like um what is it called? Like parkour from like one rock to the other. <laughs> I'm really lucky that I grew up in the 90s and not in dinosaur times. <laughs> dinosaur times. I feel. I feel like the tectonic plates would have been the like the least of your problems if you grew up in dinosaur times. <laughs> I feel like, please, T Rex, just end me. You can eat me. I'm fine with that. Just get this over with. <laughs> Um, one of my favorite, uh, like, justifications for, like, okay, well, let's get the T-Rex to fall in this pool of water. He has such tiny arms that there's no way he can swim. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm not a bad idea. Checks out. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so let's get into maybe some of our, our favorites and least favorites of the dinosaurs. Sarah, why don't you start us off? Because I know you had some spicy takes on, like, who you liked and who you disliked well, in this film. Well, I mean, I'm going to be clear that I really didn't like any of them. Whoa. <laughs> um, but 
Oh, wait, are we like ranking them at this moment? Yeah, if you want to, we can rank them. Well, number one, like least favorite is definitely Spike because he's absolutely useless. <laughs> he's add he added nothing to this movie at all. And honestly, he was kind of just like a bunch of dead weights. Um, he doesn't Shocking. even have dialogue. He's like the babiest of the babies, right? Like he's the youngest because like Ducky yeah. found him. Yeah, if, he's if, definitely the youngest. I want to know, like, if you're Ducky's family, like, would you adopt this like sack of potatoes, <laughs> Lindsay? Would you? Uh, I mean, I like to think that my family would have. I feel like we have so many children already that you just bring another one in. It's just like, yeah, welcome. <laughs> Nobody yes. would notice. No. I mean that. <laughs> That like, was did we always have this money. Like, <laughs> yeah. I feel like it makes sense to bring Spike in because even if he is like, from what I understand, I mean, we only see him really eating grass and stuff, mm-hmm. right? So he probably is an herbivore or maybe an omnivore. Um, but if I'm Ducky's family, I'd certainly bring him in because he at least looks imposing. Mm. So he'd protect them. He's, he's even like if he's not huge. Going to. Yeah, he's pretty future. big. He like grabs Ducky at one point, saves her from something. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, no, he's a big guy. Yeah. So I feel like even though he is like, he really reminds me almost of like a Kevin from The Office. <laughs> like he's just like lumbering and like really all he cares about is like eating. Um, but Relatable, I feel like he honestly. could, yeah, like even just like looking at him, he looks imposing. He's very selfish with the food, which I I don't like. Yeah, not great on Spike to hoard all the food and eat everything yeah. in sight. Pretty little, much. yeah, yeah. Um, tree stars, there, there, there's not, they're not, there's not plentiful of tree stars <laughs> in this in this town. Yeah, it's a real time um, of scarcity. Yeah. yeah. Um, next up in my least favorites is definitely Petrie. Oh As God. I said, he's <laughs> Petrie erasure is just unacceptable. He's really, he's like you know, he's at least. 40 years old, hanging out with a bunch of babies, not appropriate. And he's like too, he doesn't want to fly. Like he's like definitely like a, another bunch of dead weights. And he doesn't even ask if he can like sit on top of people's heads. Like if somebody wants to sit on my head, I at least want you to ask my permission. Petri at the wants very to sit least. on my head, he is welcome to do so. Yeah. <laughs> Um, next up, I would probably put Sarah there. Um, you know, I, she has to get some doc points for being very ignorant. Um, but I do appreciate that she is an independent woman that knows what she wants and she just wants to be left alone. So I can relate to that. Next up is Littlefoot. He's 100% a murderer. He is 100% a Pisces also, because there's nothing more relatable to me than wanting to go to your favorite hole and cry in it um I on a daily basis would like to go to a hole and cry so at least Littlefoot gets some points in there but he's a bit of a know-it-all um and he thinks that he knows the best way just because he heard like an old wives tale from his mom it's like dude like your mom was not the a god like your mom is like a good mom but like maybe listen to other people's opinions and then number one ducky ducky's the kindest ducky's the cutest like yep yep totally the best <laughs> i know how about sarah, you Lin- sarah we Lin- haven't C- talked about this on the podcast but since jess what? exclusively podcasts with pisces you are my birthday twin 
I know. I'm so yeah. excited about Why that. Why do I do this to myself? Yeah, It's like all Pisces all the time. <laughs> what? You'll have to tell me like what year too. Because I wonder if we're like really birthday twins. I don't think so. I think I'm older than you. 1990. Oh, okay. 19, I'm older than you. Oh, God. I just I'm assume everyone 89. is younger than me. <laughs> no. 89. Almost a so year close. apart. Oh, my God. On my first birthday, you have, um, you, your birth was a gift to me. <laughs> and brought us together all these years later. Us together. Yeah. Incredible. Spectacular. Um, Lindsay, give me another gift. What's your rankings of the dinos and why? Okay. So I'm doing this on the fly. I should have thought about this. Um, all right. So probably in last, I think... God, honestly, I think it might be Littlefoot. Littlefoot kind of sucks. Uh, <laughs> worse than Sarah? These are some uh, hot. Sarah's spicy not the worst. Taste. So she is actually the worst. No, so yeah, so that's like worst. it's it's between those two for me. Uh, Littlefoot's mm-hmm. a brat a little bit. Where he's like, yep, being pretty annoying. I I like I can. I'm not gonna give him a hard time for like being sad about his mom dying. That's legitimately sad. Uh, <laughs> but I am gonna give him a hard time about just being like. I don't know. He's always like, we're going the wrong way. And then, like, come on. Uh, Sarah, though, also super annoying. I, I feel like this might be like a co-last place. Uh, I do feel like now I'm like, she's a strong and independent woman in a way that I wasn't when I was younger. But like, she definitely does that all the time of like, that's my hopper. And I never play with long necks. Like, she's got that super like annoying voice all the time uh, where she just like drags out all these things to make her points. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Uh, probably next up, I think, is Spike because uh, honestly relatable to just like want to eat and sleep all the time. <laughs> Next up, Ducky, because she's cute, as you guys mentioned. She's really keeping things going, keeping things happy. But in solid first place, I will die on this hill. <laughs> my spirit animal, my beautiful, beautiful Petrie. We stand Petrie in this house. He is perfection. He is hilarious. I sent Jess the a screenshot of the moment where he has the tree star like wrapped around his head. I have a blanket around my head like that probably 90% of the time. Uh, honestly, he's incredible. <laughs> the neurosis is about flying. Also relatable. I feel like that would be me if I was a tiny pterodactyl. Is that what he is? Yes. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I love when he, uh, like, the scene where they're getting the leaves off the tree and they're all kind of, like, helping each other mm-hmm. except Sarah because she can't bother to help anybody but herself. Um, and Petrie is, like, trying to fly and he's just kind of, like, gliding down <laughs> to the ground. And he's like, did I do it? Did I do he's it? He's perfection. And like, well. <laughs> he's perfection. He shows up right when everything is terrible. Comes in and is like, yo, flathead. Like, he's just being awesome, being hilarious. I have written in my notes in all capital letters. Oh, God, Petrie's in the tar pit. Someone help him. Uh, (laughs) Thank God Petrie has survived. And then I will also say that of all the things that have stuck with me over the last 30 years from this movie, there's a moment where he's like, I smell, I smell ducky. And I say that quite often, (laughs) like a weird amount. (laughs) Yeah, funnily enough, I feel like we all have very different rankings, which is fun. Uh, I mean, I would easily put Sarah in last. She's like the most selfish. Like she's like all in out mean like yeah it's it's fun to be like oh we stand strong independent women and stuff like and I am very much on that train but we can't deny the fact like Sarah said she's definitely racist and was raised by a racist father three horns never play with long necks but then she grows she comes around 
she comes around, but even then I feel like it's a very last minute that she like <laughs> comes around. Like, you know what I mean? It's like and and to the point where she comes around right before they get to the Great Valley. And I feel like obviously we have all these sequels to tell us differently, but she's going right back to her awful ways when she's reunited with her awful father. She kills the like, sharp tooth. It's all her <laughs> Yes, the, yes, I was the one who killed the shark tooth. <laughs> she like, she what kind of idiot sees a sleeping T-Rex, mm-hmm. or maybe she assumed it was dead, and rams into its eyeball. Mm-hmm. Sarah, you're a complete moron, and that is why she gets last place. Like, don't fuck with shit that you can't handle. She doesn't understand this life lesson. Um, I would put second to last. I probably would put Littlefoot. He does, like... I feel like, see, that's why, Sarah, I'm surprised you don't like Littlefoot more because I feel like famously you love, like, the main character in a, a show. Littlefoot was my number two. What are you talking about? I know, How can but I I'm like Littlefoot more? <laughs> I'm surprised he wasn't your number one. Like, I'm surprised he wasn't above Ducky. No. Um, I just think Littlefoot is a bit, like, I don't know. He's a little bit of a wet blanket. Like, mm. I just prefer a more fun character. And yeah, his mom died. So I suppose that's a, sad, a good enough reason to be sad. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I'm just like, all right, enough with you, little fun. He like, I feel like he almost is egging Sarah on at a lot of points oh. in the film. Oh, yeah. And so it's like, well, you're at fault too then, Littlefoot. Like, <laughs> take some responsibility for your actions. Um, in third, I would definitely put Petrie. Again, I think he's a fine character, but he doesn't like bring a ton to the group. <laughs> like, he's not contributing a lot. He's the comic relief. <laughs> but see, I would see, I would say Ducky is the more like the fun one. Spike, I like just I know he's like doesn't contribute much. But I feel like he gets a bump in my rankings because of Ducky. Because Ducky, like, raises him up because mm-hmm. I love their relationship. I think it's so cute when she discovers him and she's like, you have spikes on your tail, so we'll call you Spike. <laughs> Ducky is the fun one. Ducky is the one who, like, cheers up Littlefoot when he's down in the dumps about his mom. Um, Ducky is obviously number one for me. She's the cutest. She has the, I, I've still like the yup, 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 like still in my head from uh, when I was a kid. Um, Ducky is iconic and that is where I land on my rankings. All right. I'll allow it. (laughs) It will do. Yeah. And Ducky's eyelashes, like her mascara game is definitely strong. Mm, Very strong. Yeah. Save big money on everything for your next project at Menards. Spring is here making it the perfect time for outdoor projects. Suncast storage sheds are an excellent solution for protecting outdoor lawn and gardening tools. They're easy to assemble, and the all-weather construction provides water resistance and UV protection. Save big on Suncast storage sheds. View our selection of Suncast products today in-store and on Menards.com. Save big money at um, um yes sorry go ahead Sarah no I just I, I I just really like the fact that like Littlefoot called Petrie like a freeloader <laughs> <laughs> it's like bitch like you fly like you can fly like go no no hanging on my head yeah Littlefoot like- got some sass but he's uh he's got problems it's like you're just gonna ride around up there and Petrie's just like yep 
<laughs> this is what I do. Um, and then, like, also a notable side character is Ruder, who is voiced by the narrator. Mm. And I think this was added in, like, later on in the film. Like, it wasn't in the original script. But, like, they felt like Littlefoot needed someone to, like, talk to about all this. And um, not for nothing, but this is before the um, the Lion King comes out. And he talks about the circle of life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This is the biggest conspiracy. I think that the Lion King is a ripoff Land Before Time a little bit. (laughs) Isn't the Lion King like famously a ripoff of some Japanese story already? So this is like double Well, it's also a ripoff of Shakespeare. (laughs) I don't think it's a ripoff so much as like a a Hamlet uh, homage or something. Yeah, Yeah. Hamlet homage. But I feel like maybe it's just a tale as old as time where like a parent dies and then a kid (laughs) has to like get over it. Yeah, we all know that Mickey Mouse doesn't have any creativity. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. But I just love Ruder's line of like, not all of us arrive together at the end. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I thought that was so cute. Um... But yeah, this is in Littlefoot's deepest depression, like Sarah was saying, in his whole, um, my tummy hurts. <laughs> he has several, several crying holes. It's <laughs> it need multiple. <laughs> and every hole that he could possibly find, he will cry in. Yeah, this part mm. was so sad. It was very, very sad. Where he's just like being so tragic and like, this is like a real life lesson from the one adult who has come across him and just leaves him there. Like this whole moment is very sad. Ruder doesn't yeah. invite him to come along. He's just like, well, have a good luck, kid. Yeah. See yeah. you later. Good luck, Wha- with, good luck with your life. <laughs> Why doesn't Ruder volunteer to guide the children to the Great Valley? Yeah. That seems like it would be a reasonable thing for him to do. It's like, I'll just give you some like words of wisdom and then peace. Yeah. I got the feeling that Ruder was like super old and he wasn't even planning on going to like the Great Valley. He was just kind of like, I'm just going to chill here the last of my days, Mm -hmm. you know. Yeah. (laughs) Wait till the next earthquake swallows me up. (laughs) How how did they get Ducky to be used as bait for (laughs) sharp, sharp tooth? It's a fair question. <laughs> it's like, at, at least give it to, like, I don't know, any of the other ones. Yeah. Well, and she's like, they all look at her with this, like, very creepy, sinister face. It's like, what we need is some bait. And then they all look at her and she's like, no. Yeah. Yeah. Ducky is honestly, like, one of the MVPs. Why are you ditching her? Like, she really is the morale of the group. She's the glue. If not for her, Spike isn't on this journey with them. Yeah. Like, use someone who, like, is less valuable. Obviously, Sarah should be bait, even though no. she probably wouldn't do it correctly. No. She, yeah. Sarah wouldn't do it. Um, did, what do they need? They need them for the rock to push the rock, or was that a different part? Yeah, no, that was that part. They need to. They need Sarah to push the rock because she comes in at the last minute and like charges yeah. it gives it that extra it the, oomph. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. so I guess they needed someone smaller. Like they really should have spent time training Petrie to fly first, and then they could have <laughs> used him a little bit more easily. I think. Yeah. Or maybe found another baby. I'm sure there was other babies that they could have <laughs> used. Yeah, I love how there's just one of each kind that just gets left behind. Yeah. Why? Okay, hold on. This is another question. Like, why are there no brontosauruses in the Littlefoot clan besides the mom, then the two grandparents, and Littlefoot? Yeah. Like, where's Littlefoot's dad? Did Littlefoot kill his dad, too? <laughs> like, where's all the cousins? Like, where's everybody else? I like to imagine Littlefoot as having this, like, extremely dark backstory of, like, his dad was, like, an absentee father from the very beginning. And, like, <laughs> <laughs> it's 
got a deadbeat dad who's already if you're in the great a family. dinosaur can you imagine deciding to be an absentee father it's like like sorry i'm gonna hang out with this other watering hole it's like and not, not this particular watering hole it's like not yeah, paying it, three star child support like he's just like a garbage dad yeah he like sends over like three tree stars every <laughs> Five months, and he had to have left fairly recently because we see Littlefoot hatching, mm-hmm. and he has grandparents. Yeah, so it is interesting that like his dad is just notably absent. Just but I didn't quit that- it. Yeah. <laughs> yes. So I assume that like in the Great Valley, the- in the Great Valley, there's like more brontosaurus. Is it's just in that particular grouping? Yeah. they're like running low. So yeah, like the- is. In any of the sequels, do we see Littlefoot's dad? I don't. I don't think so. I don't so. know that we meet his dad. I know we meet more um, brontosauruses. Oh wait, it looks like we do. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking it up right now. His yeah, name is Bron. Whoa, and he's in the Land Before Time X, the Great Long Neck Migration. So I assume it's the tenth film. Yeah, I gotta before. tell you, the government can always find where a long neck lives. <laughs> it's like if you're O Tree Stars, you know that the Dino government's going to make you pay eventually. He left his wife oh. and parents-in-law in search of a better land. Oh, oh, sure, here. that's yeah. a likely story. Yeah, yeah come on trick now. Of the I I don't believe that. That's like what you. Oh my god. Oh. Along the way, he met dozens of long necks. Like, okay, I know what I'm hearing here. Had yeah. A second family. I was just going to say, <laughs> he was a little, little bit. bit more, uh, he was a, he was a fuck brontosaurus. With them, he, he formed a new herd. So that's exactly right, Jess. Yeah. Yep. Hit it and quit it. Go find a new family. Fuck around. Mm-hmm. You know, tale as old as time. Yep. Yep. Uh, tracks. Sure. Before then going on to appear in Game of Thrones. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah. What about the scene where, which is also a um, a, a ripoff from, like, well, uh, like Lion King ripped it off, where we see Littlefoot's mom in the clouds. Oh, yeah. Well, not only in the clouds, but the shadow uh, that Littlefoot sees himself. Oh, wait, that too. Mom. That Lindsay, did you did you cry? Did that make you cry? <laughs> it didn't make me cry, but I do want to point out that this cloud thing, again, a ripoff in The Lion King. Yep, yep. <laughs> so Littlefoot's so stupid that he sees his shadow. And he's like, that's my mom. Did like, you mom. not see you murdered your mom? <laughs> yeah, like, she's dead, gone. boy. Yeah. Dead. No, so like, and then we see like the big rock that looks like his mom. He's seeing his mom everywhere. But mm. yeah, the spirit guides guides him saying that like, you know what? You're on track to the Great Valley. Mm-hmm. And we get there. Finally. After one hour. One grueling hour. <laughs> Man. It was a long journey. I'm really distracted um, by this wiki article about Land Before Time X. <laughs> like... Well, the funny thing is, like, in the plot of the Land Before Time on Wiki, it says, after finding the Great Valley, they raise a baby T-Rex, who they named Chomper, survive a drought, a cold snap, encounter aliens, and witness a solar eclipse. So it's like all they the explanations for the mass extinction. <laughs> encounter aliens? Which one is that? Truly really incredible. Um, yeah, it's like, believing Bronn to have abandoned him, Littlefoot flees, and Bronn follows. He explains his absence, and Littlefoot forgives him, admiring his father for taking leadership over the long necks. This is like a very special episode version of Land Before Time. <laughs> I like our version better. <laughs> yeah, me too. 
It's like, this is the, like, after-school special version yeah. of what he did. In the meantime, he's just, like, fucking anything that has a long neck, you know? Just, like, producing more spawns. Ugh. Ugh. Yeah. That's the worst. He probably is LVP. Yeah. His, his little foot's dead. <laughs> Not even the T-Rex, because the T-Rex is just doing what T-Rex do, mm. you know? You can't really blame him. He's hungry like everybody else, like... Yeah, he's got, like, to eat. good stick to He's really going after those children. <laughs> Won't stop till he gets all of them. Mmm, children are sweeter. Picture him saying. I just don't feel like it's, like, a full meal. Like, they're basically, like, chicken poppers to him. True. Like, they're so tiny. Like, would they even be satisfying for Sharp Tooth? Yeah. Well, they don't fight back, at least. Because, like, did you see Littlefoot's mom, like, whip her neck? Like, good God, she was like, whoochoom with that thing. Yeah. yeah. Tail. Might have hurt. Yeah. Yeah, and the tail, too. Mm-hmm. They're easier to they're easier to grab, and they're easier to, to kill. Yeah. I don't even know how Littlefoot's mom died, because it looks like she just got a little chunk taken from her side, and that's about it. Like, I don't understand what happened here. Yeah, she's, like, bleeding in a lot of places, but then she's also, like, I don't know, maybe got, like, banged up during the earthquake. Mm. I imagined that she, like, the way that she was laying, she really had, like, a lot of support on her neck on, like, a rock. So I thought that, like, the T-Rex grabbed her by the neck Mm. and just, like, crushed her neck, which is, like, you know, a severe injury for a long neck like her. Um, But I also think it's a children's movie, so they're not exactly, like, Game of Thrones it and just have, like, (laughs) blood everywhere. (laughs) Maybe she just didn't want to, she just wanted to give up because she didn't want to deal with her useless whiny mopey child yeah she's like you have your father's genes i can't handle this anymore <laughs> from heroes wiki <laughs> little <laughs> oh god sharp tooth has bitten a large chunk of flesh out of her back and gashed her neck in their fight in brackets implying she may have died from either blood loss or infected wounds or maybe both. Oh. <laughs> infected wounds what in the span of like two minutes it's <laughs> a quick quick acting infection oh yeah dysentery hits quick i don't know <laughs> <laughs> virulent pathogens in the time of the dinosaur. <laughs> oh my god, so good. Oh, and the other thing we didn't really talk about yet is um this movie is not a musical, but apparently every single subsequent uh sequel is a musical. Yeah, tons mm. of musical numbers in every other movie after this one. Are they good songs? No. No, <laughs> decidedly not. I honestly don't remember much about them. Like, exactly. I mostly, I remember Chomper being, like, a main character, but I don't remember any of the songs from the actual uh, film itself. Yeah, no, I think they were just, like, largely forgettable. And I don't think anybody was, like, really a singer. Yeah, it, it, the songs yeah. are probably, like, I just can't wait to be a Dino King. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that and I'm pretty sure the original Land Before Time wasn't originally supposed to have like talking like animals. Like I think it was they they weren't exactly supposed to be. And I'm like, how did you think that children would have liked that movie if the if the dinosaurs didn't talk? Yeah. Can <laughs> you feel crying. my dad coming back to life tonight? <laughs> mm-hmm. uh. And then it's just exactly oh, the circle of life, just transfers over perfectly. Yeah, the, yeah. The, the, yeah, yeah, the um, the Lion King didn't even have to change the lyrics for the circle of life. They're like copy and paste. Yep. Oh my gosh, I love it. 
Um, oh, apparently, Sarah, you'll appreciate this. The character of Spike was inspired by Don Bluth's pet Chow Chow Cubby. Oh. So he's supposed oh. to be like a dog. Oh, okay. So it makes more sense now. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, this this movie, I mean, I still think, do we think, do we think it holds up? Does it hold up from being a 1988 film? We're not watching it in 2021. Lindsay, does this film pass the hold up test of still relevant, still a good film? Yeah, I think it does. I think it, it was really hard for me to be objective in the sense that, like, from the very beginning, like, the music starts and the narrator's, like, in the time of the dinosaurs. And I was like, oh, my God, this movie is perfection. Uh, so so it was hard for me to separate myself from the nostalgia. I think it holds up, though. I think it's good. It's definitely scarier than I thought. It's super depressing. So maybe not for your five-year-old. But, uh, but I think it's good. What do you think? Yeah, I would say that um, it definitely has that. First of all, I love the older animation style mm-hmm. of 90s movies. Like, I, I really appreciate that. I thought it had a good score as well. Um, and the narrator was on point. Um, it definitely has that slower feel that 90s movies do. Like, not every moment is action-packed. There are, like, slower moments, um, which... Like being someone who's now in 2021 where everything is like rush, 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 it, it, it did it make it force you to like relax and watch the movie. Um, I thought it was really good. I do think that maybe they could have made a little bit more of a concerted effort to make Sarah like a, sl- a smidge more redeemable. Um, but no, I thought I thought it held up. I can't say anything about the sequels because I did not watch any of those. No idea if any of those hold up very well. I feel like Zero. the animation style oh. changes to be that more like modern look kind of in the later ones. So I agree with you, Jess. I think like the yeah. animation in this one is so cool. And this one feels like almost like watercolory mm. to me, like a little bit more like blurred lines. Whereas like I feel like in future films, it's more like I don't know how to like say this and make it make it make sense, but like when you have like a black outline of a character more versus it being more like broad brush watercolory. Yeah, it has more of like a digital look to it. I think. Yeah, yeah. that's definitely a smarter way to put it. Yes, it has a more <laughs> digital look in the future. I really appreciated the the look and the vibe that this movie was going for. Um, yeah. But Sarah, what do you think? Being someone who wasn't obsessed with this movie, you don't exactly have the nostalgic goggles for it as much. Um, no, like I, I think it, it totally holds up. I mean, I think that um, if it would was an hour and 10 minutes then I would probably say differently it's but I think that <laughs> I think that this is like a great little film I think that it's beautiful I think it's educational and I think it yeah of course it holds up like I you know I make fun of it but that doesn't mean that I don't think it's it's great for what it is there's something to be said about like how much I appreciate that animation style versus, you know, CG, whatever is great now. Like, it's fine. Mm-hmm. Like, it's very impressive what we can do today. But there's something to be said about the old animation style, whether that be A Land Before the Time or anything that we see from Disney. Like, I wish that we would go back to something like that because it's I don't I don't know. Like, I don't know if kids don't like it visually as much, but it's beautiful. It's literally hand-drawn right Mm -hmm. like it's it's Mm -hmm. special and there's a reason why it's special because it's a lot of love was put into those little dinosaurs (laughs) not Mm -hmm. to derail us completely did either of you see the last unicorn 
The no. Last Unicorn. The no. Last. I know. I know the name. So it's based on a book, also, but it's like another eighties movie. Nineteen eighty-two. Yeah, I don't know. Just the animation reminded me a little bit of that, and like in terms of the music, when we say like this has a great score, I just remember in in going back and watching the preview for The Last Unicorn, it was like and featuring the music of America, and like the entire soundtrack <laughs> is like by the band America, like the horse. Oh of, wow. Horse of no name people. <laughs> so, oh wow. Anyway, that was a complete. Uh, I like unicorns. Look at this <laughs> unicorn. This is another one that's like too scary for kids and then i remember watching this as a child yeah. but every time i watched it i was like filled with a deep sense of dread <laughs> Wait, yeah. so why like what what are we worried that the like unicorn's gonna get extinct and it's the last one she's is that last, why we're she's the last one and there's this red bull who has been going and like hunting down all the unicorns up to this point oh and she's the only one who hasn't been captured yet and they're going to try to like rescue all the other ones but then there's this like looming threat of the bull like 100 of the time hey, this is a fire demon oh yeah mm. Yeah, oh my god some scary I shit. wonder how is it that they like make because obviously I don't have children I don't watch a lot of children's content these days <laughs> but I wonder how they exactly make movies and television shows that are safe for children but also also like teach life lessons but aren't like super harsh right like I'm thinking like Homeward Bound mm. um like even Airbud has that <laughs> scene that makes me so so sad um and I'm just thinking like I mean, I remember watching those films as a kid and really enjoying them. But nowadays, I feel like parents would be terrified to show their kid anything where, like, a dog gets hurt or, Mm. you know what I mean, or someone dies. Like, um, like The Fox and the Hound. Like, (laughs) are people showing their kids The Fox and the Hound nowadays? That's a good call. There's a website now called, like, doesthedogdie.com or something. You can look up any movie and see if anything traumatic happens. It's brilliant. Truly brilliant. Because that's the last thing I want to watch on television. Like, I watch TV and movies to, like, escape. I don't to escape we're up to a place where animals die Mm -hmm. it's not my thing yeah um i'm looking at some of these uh some of these future installments of the land before time and in uh the time of the great giving Mm. there are three teenage dinosaurs (laughs) (laughs) named Mm. hip mutt and nod um and they're like all different they're named after like the hip oh god hip (laughs) salophodon Muttabarasaurus. Deal with peer pressure from teenage dinosaurs. Yeah. <laughs> Some of the plots of these is like truly hilarious. <laughs> Journey through the mists. They do have good names, yeah. if I'm being honest. The Big Freeze. That feels like a, a Ice Age storyline. Mm-hmm. Looks like an Ice Age storyline. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. I mean... I, I really like this movie. I still like we said, if you haven't watched it in a while and you want to, get on that Netflix because it's going away soon. I don't think they have any of the sequels on there. No. <laughs> it was not featured on Canadian Netflix, so I had to use A V P N about to Oh, oh no. no. Yeah. As of um this release date, you only have four days left to <laughs> watch a live time. Hurry. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, um, we have some people writing in telling us what their favorite dinosaurs and least favorite dinosaurs are. So let's hear from the people. We have um, a Will Afferty saying that Sarah is irredeemable. So I guess that (laughs) at your household, we're very, very against it. But um, Will's Land Before Time rankings are as followed. Sarah is way, way, way down at the bottom, and then Sharptooth, and then we have uh, a bunch of bunch of dots. So they're bottom, bottom tier. But then we have Petrie, 
then Spike, then Ducky, and his favorite's Littlefoot. Is your husband okay? I don't know what he was thinking, to be honest. I don't get it. I don't find Littlefoot to be... The thing is, is like Littlefoot isn't even that interesting to me. Like, And we know the most about him and his backstory. And yeah. yet he's still not that interested. I'm, I'm more in- interested in what the hell Ducky's going, like what, what Ducky's doing. Is, yeah. is she just naturally effervescent? Is her entire family effervescent? I, I think so. We have uh, Touchdown Tommy wrote in, Ducky will always get me emotional watching back these days with the context of what happened to the original voice actor. This movie is special. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, we spoke about that earlier, but Ducky was seems to be uh, their favorite. Dirtbag Kelly wrote in, I haven't seen this movie in ages, but I was definitely a Ducky guy. See, Ducky, yeah. Ducky for the win. Um, Zach... Manzuski wrote in Sarah is literally the worst and I love her so much incredible also yeah also this is the one kids movie that as a 30 year old I still can't watch without crying at least two times Mm -hmm. Ooh, let's get what are are the two times is it Littlefoot's mom dying right it has to be number one Mm -hmm. yeah What's the second time? Oh, probably when Littlefoot's crying in one of the holes. Yeah, either the scene with Reuter or the scene where he thinks he sees his mom's shadow. Or oh, the shadow. Yeah, yeah. It's probably the shadow because well, he's like he gets all his hopes up and yeah. stuff. Or and maybe then... the clouds also. Well, like, I mean, you get reuniting at the end. Like maybe they're happy tears. Yeah. Um. What about like um or like you know cute tears? Like oh look, they're all cuddling together. That was pretty cute. I feel like it was a bad call that Littlefoot's the only one who knows the way. Like, it wouldn't have been hard for him to be like, we have to see, like, a large dinosaur rock and also go past some, like, fire pit. Like, yeah. it, like his directions also, weren't very explicit. I completely agree with that. And on just to jump on board a little bit more of, like, the Littlefoot bashing, like, Sarah goes to sleep. Everybody joins her except Littlefoot. Littlefoot, get over yourself for like a minute (laughs) and go lay down with your friends. Because then what happens is like he's kind of a dick. Because Mm -hmm. then he goes and lays in his own separate hole. He's like, oh, I can't sleep with Sarah. She's the worst. I mean, I don't disagree with you, Littlefoot, but get over yourself. And then everybody joins him and then Sarah's left in the cold. Mm -hmm. And it is his fault. Yeah. Yeah. Well, why can't he just cry on his own? Well, I'm just saying, like, everybody joins him. Be- in my mm-hmm. head, the reason he didn't go lay with everybody else was because Sarah was there, you know? Wasn't she kind of being like, I'm not afraid to be alone? Yeah. Yeah, and then everybody joined her. Like, Spike Spike just, like, forces himself over there. He's just like, yeah. okay, scoot over, scoot over. <laughs> <laughs> well, she's been claiming, too, that she's, like, defeated a sharp tooth. So they're like, oh, she can Sarah. protect us. <laughs> I thought I would love Sarah more on my rewatch because I remembered her being like I thought she was going to be more of like an Angelica character mm. from Rugrats or you know what I mean like the boss bitch who has attitude and is like kind of like almost like Sarah like um like an Abby Morgan from Dawson's Creek you know mm-hmm. where you still kind of like love them despite the fact that they're like kind of they, they do bad things sometimes. But I didn't feel that way at all. I didn't feel like Sarah was like the bad bitch who's actually right about things. <laughs> like instead, she's just the bad bitch who knows nothing and thinks she does. Yeah. She's a little stubborn. Yeah. In that same scene, I have a note that says, Littlefoot White Fang Sarah, we never wanted you with us anyway. Oh. <laughs> yeah, that was that was a harsh burn. Yeah. Yeah. Wait, we didn't even talk about the time where they like they separate and everybody like legit goes with Sarah. They're like, mm-hmm. yeah, Littlefoot, like you're not guiding us the right way. Like we're going to go with Sarah. Yeah, your directions don't seem very good. (laughs) 
I mean, that's the thing. Littlefoot, explain yourself, Mm -hmm. first of all. And, like, I think, right, isn't the reason they went with Sarah is because whatever Sarah's path was that she wanted to go was going to be easier. Yeah, because I know. Like, these dinosaurs trying to cut corners, you know? (laughs) Like, come on now. Try to cut corners. You just go around in circles. Yeah. (laughs) They just, they don't have no loyalty. Especially, like, not for nothing, but I was shocked and appalled that Ducky, of all people, would go with Sarah. Yeah. Sarah's way well, is easier. Ducky has very little legs. She's tired. Yeah. She's also a freeloader, though. Yeah. Well, she she doesn't exactly hop on backs like Petrie does most of the time, does she? Yeah. she sometimes she does, yeah. yeah. She's definitely riding around, yeah. And then they end up in, like, a tar pit and surrounded by lava, so. Yeah, tar look. monster. Yeah. Terrifying. <laughs> that part was so ridiculous. Yeah. I know. <laughs> Uh, Cameron Liner wrote in and goes, okay, but how good did this movie literally just make leaves seem? How how appetizing were the leaves? They were pretty good, like especially with the like strategically placed dew drops and stuff in the middle. It's very pretty. Yeah. yeah. Made you yeah. crave a salad. Is there something about like okay so is the star leaf like very very special or when they get to the great valley are there just going to be like an abundance of star leaves i think there's just an abundance of them i think they seem special in a time of scarcity yeah. it's just one of those things where it's like it's a very special shape like mm-hmm. than most leaves it wasn't shaped like a normal leaf i was just thinking like star fruit you know like it's extra sweet or something mm. yeah i feel like there's just like no leaves yeah and it's of course it's lane that's like super high up, so only the Brontosaurus can really reach it. Yeah, they're they're not that far off from the shape of a maple leaf. Yeah, are mm. they? Famously, I guess they like leaves. have a couple more like sides, maybe. But um, yeah, they definitely looked very delicious. I agree. I think it was like the dew and all the like water gathering in it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it looks it very hydrating. Yeah. That's what I'm getting from that. So refreshing. Mm-hmm. And then. Um, Finally, Cameron uh, also wrote, was even the deal with the series as a whole? It went from a buddy journey survival trip to a weird moral of the week direct to video juggernaut. <laughs> Lindsay, um, as somebody that's watched more than one of these movies, what's up with the land before time? OK, Cameron, let me give you a hard truth here. The explanation for all of this is capitalism. <laughs> <laughs> this first movie did very well. How can we make more money? Let's make a hundred more of them. Capitalism. <laughs> and also, like, you're going to be way more comfortable showing this movie to your kid if it's like, oh, there's not a ton of trauma throughout this movie. It's like a wholesome <laughs> sing-along. And you're like, oh, excellent. I will buy a hundred of these. So capitalism. That's usually the answer. If you find yourself asking something like this, just check first and see if that's the answer. It's probably that. Yeah. I just, Yeah. I guess so. I just am like, at what point do we stop? Like, they may have stopped. The last <laughs> one was in, made in 2016. So maybe they're finally done. Oh, gosh. That was not that long ago. That was recent. <laughs> it's not that long ago. I thought you were going to say, like, uh, 2005. Yeah. No, but I mean, still five recent. years between films is, like, you know, yeah. kind of a long time. Although, actually, to be fair, the one, so Journey of the Brave came out in 2016. Before that, the last one came out in 2007. So I guess we're not Whoa. out of the woods yet. Wow. <laughs> we have a couple more yet. years. 
truly wild that there's still these uh, these coming out. Yeah, um, yeah I, I think it's a good movie. Um, would I watch it again, like, re- like it, you know, soon? Probably not, especially because it's not going to be on Netflix very soon. Um, I'd be curious to go back and watch The Great Adventure and see if that one holds up as well, just because I do remember really loving Chomper. Although knowing now that it's a musical, honestly got to say I'm a little bit less interested <laughs> Oh, no. I just saw that uh, apparently the second film uh, that I was just talking about, it apparently was ranked as seventh among the 50 worst kids movies. Um, oh, gosh. Oh, my gosh. In, in 2014, the New York Post ranked each of the 13 Land Before Time films released up to that point. Apparently, The Great Valley Adventure was number five. Oh. Um, so when, as the best, when you're ranking sorry. the worst kids movies of all time and you're the seventh, does that mean you are seventh from the worst or the seventh? I think best? number one is like the number one worst film. Okay, so and so number seven only is like six the movies worst. worse than you, as opposed to you are better than the other forty three or whatever. Now I'm finding. Okay, I found the article from New York Post that ranks the Land Before Time films. Oh, come on. Yeah, number one is the one we watched. Shocking. Land Before Time. <laughs> Shocking. So apparently, according to the New York Post, if you're going to watch another Land Before Time movie, you should watch the third one, The Time of the Great Giving. I mean, far be it for me to take advice from the New York Post, but uh, first one seems appropriately ranked. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I guess that uh, apparently in the third one, the raptors are the, um, the villains, which if you've seen any Jurassic Park movies, Stay I believe it. Grass. Yeah, clever girl. <laughs> Watch out for them raptors, right, Sarah? Sarah knows all about it, right, Sarah? <laughs> she has the look on her face of someone who could not give fewer shits. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I uh, which which I, I you know, maybe this is a good time for me to clear the air. Mm-hmm. So like, I just want to say, like, if um if you guys haven't been following us for a while, the reason why this whole thing started was because in one of our episodes of Boy Meets World, we do fashion hour. There's no fashion to be spoken of for Land Before Time, so we can't do it here. But there was a very dated Boy Meets World, sh- like, um, dinosaur shirt that Corey was wearing that was, like, pastels, and it was, like, not a cute shirt. So then Jessica put it in the timeless section of our, you know, of our fashion awards, and then insisted that the shirt was timeless. And I said, the shirt itself is not timeless. So then she said, dinosaurs are timeless. And I said, that's not what we're talking about. <laughs> I never said dinosaurs weren't timeless. I said the shirt wasn't timeless. I said if it was like a black Jurassic Park shirt, that would be a timeless shirt. But this particular shirt is not timeless. Then it escalated to Sarah doesn't like dinosaurs. I never said that. I I just said that that particular shirt is not timeless. And then on top of that, she was like, oh, like, wouldn't you love to, like, be in Jurassic Park? I was like, no, I would not like to be in Jurassic Park. And I don't want to see a park of dinosaurs because it's not safe. If it was like, hey, Sarah, would you like to see this amusement park full of Shih Tzu dogs versus this amusement park with dinosaurs in it? I would rather go to the park with the Shih Tzus. Mm-hmm. And it's like, on, and on top of that, and I, I, I don't care about dinosaurs and I don't think that they're the most fascinating things in the galaxy 
But like, I appreciate them and I don't hate them. So Jessica, what do you have to say for yourself? You've created this <laughs> nasty rumor about me that I don't like dinosaurs, mm-hmm. which is not true. And we have recordings. Like if I if I need to present this to the core, I have evidence of me saying all of these things. So what do you have to say for yourself? You, you started this rumor. What if I said that this was a long con just to eventually get you to talk yeah. about a movie that involves dinosaurs? Yeah, well, thank goodness that the PSR Discord <laughs> cover Jurassic Park because now I don't have to do it. Sarah, I simply must protest when you say there is no fashion in this movie. I present to you, where am I? Hold on. This picture. (laughs) Okay. Okay. So what Lindsay's showing me is um, this caped, uh, this hooded caped look by Petrie wearing the tree star in almost like a, uh, an assassin type fashion. So our winner this week of the um the the what is it like the one million book. one million BC um <laughs> most um one million BC outfit of the week <laughs> is Petrie for wearing his tree star. Well actually Littlefoot's tree star. Yes, truly incredible. He definitely wore it best. So Yeah. <laughs> Who ultimately got to eat that tree star? It gets squashed by the T Rex, steps on him. Oh, that's uh, that's. I mean, if a leaf disrespect. gets squashed, like, yeah. no, it was from his mom. That's the last thing from his mom that he ever had. It's not like they keep trinkets. It's not like, hey, I'm gonna pack this old locket for my mother. <laughs> it's like this is, you know, there was nothing back then. You can't even go to like Seven Eleven and get like a pair of sunglasses. Yeah, because at one point yeah. Ducky's like, his mother gave it to him. It's very special. And then Petrie like rolls it up like a little stick and like marches back and forth yeah. with it. And he's like, I'll protect it. Yeah. So he is perfect. I just want to get that on the record. Is anybody else shocked that Spike doesn't accidentally eat it at any point in the film? Mm. Well, that would have sent me over the edge. (laughs) (laughs) Would have made Spike far too villainous. Yeah. Uh, Um, so yes, this movie was great. I really enjoyed it. It was really fun talking it through with you guys. Yeah, we've Um, now hit the point where this podcast is as long as the film. Which means it's the perfect time to wrap things up. Does anybody have any final thoughts on The Land Before Time, Sarah? Anything else to say about The Land Before Time before we wrap up? No. I have no other possible words to say about The Land Before Time. Lindsay, any other defense of Petrie you need to get off your chest? Anything else you'd like to share? No, I feel like I really like hammered that point home. I would have been very upset if I had come on here and not gotten that off my chest. So very happy to have done this. And uh, thank you so much for the invite. This was a lot of fun. Absolutely. Lindsay, why don't you tell us what you have going on these days? Where can people find you? Yes. So you can find me over on The Simpsons Then and Now, where we talk about two episodes of The Simpsons, one old one, one new one. So that's very fun. I am also over at BoJack Horse Pod, where we are talking about BoJack Horseman. And it is spoiler free. So lots of people have been like, I've never seen it. I'm not going to listen to you. But don't do that. Listen anyway. Um, What date is this coming out? This is coming out next weekend. So the 26th. Wonderful. So also this very night, you can hear me on the Survivor Top 40 countdown over on Rob Has a Podcast uh, with uh, one of our fellow guests here. Yes, hosts. I will also be there. <laughs> Just kind of worked out the timing on everything. I will also be over on RHAB covering uh, the season of Panama for Survivor. So definitely give that a listen. Who knows how long it will be at this point? <laughs> we haven't recorded it yet. So. 
So hopefully I won't need to take numerous bathroom breaks throughout. Yes. Um, and then, Sarah, what else do we have coming up uh, in uh, Unshit 90 Show Taught Me? Hmm. Well, if you did not already hear our uh, Now and Then coverage with Deidre that came out last weekend, uh, please check that out. It was so much fun. Um, we have, of course, our typical Boy Meets World and Dawson's Creek coverage. So much fun. We have a guest coming on for Boy Meets World uh, this coming this week, this past week. Uh, Asia is coming on and we're going to be talking about episodes two and three of season three. Um, and then, you know, a little bit of like a teaser for July, um, our July bonus coverage. I would say that these movies are uh uh 90s movies i don't know i don't know know. like there's there's no theme this movie isn't a 90s movie so yeah next month we are covering 90s movies i would say maybe a little bit fantastical and not only that but both both of them are also books oh okay there we go that can be a theme we don't always have themes people sometimes we do sometimes we don't sometimes we just force it yeah (laughs) actually yeah 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 so very excited (laughs) we have like two really great guests planned for that um you can find us at shit 90s pod on twitter and instagram if you have any feedback at um, shit 90s pod at gmail.com awesome yes i think that about wraps it up thank everybody for excuse me I think that about wraps it up. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Uh, This was the Land Before Time podcast with Lindsay Wilson. We will talk to you all next time. Have a good one, everybody. Bye. Shit 90 Shows taught me. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.